It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 29, The Armageddon Factor. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a joke, Yeah. The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a genetic, it's like a reaction. Destroyed it. It's the old Doctor Who show, your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast. I am your host, Eric Grissom, and I am joined, as always, by... The other host, Dan Johnson. How you doing, folks? Cup- no, actually, how, how are you, you doing, man? Eric? Because you guys can't respond to me. Oh, I'm Podcasts good. I am uh, hot. It's very hot where we are. Yeah. It's uh, it's 120 degrees in uh, the shade. Outside. Yeah, feels yeah, like 300. Totally. It's just just littered with bodies. Everywhere. Of, uh, I was walking my dog um, in the woods as I want to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just just wanting to lie down and just call it a day. I got to this weird part of the woods, so I'm walking through the woods. And we were talking before we started recording about Stranger Things, so those kind of things are on my mind. And someone had just, like, in, like nailed a boogie board to the tree in the middle oh, of the woods. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's some Blair Witch this, stuff right there. Yeah, it was like a Blair Witch uh, thing at a surf shop. Like, it was like a dumb Blair Witch thing, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> it was very, Beware, very dudes. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I was doing. And it was just, like, just so hot. Like, the only... T- saving grace i think was the ticks have probably melted because i'm usually just covered it It was it's been that i was uh about you what have you been i was walking one of my dogs yourself cool no no i was doing the opposite i was walking one of my dogs but we don't have woods where i am right now uh so i'm walking through uh the the city and he just kept hugging the shadows just would just i can't anymore dad just we're done right but um yeah, so just I just, just imagined your dog like literally just hugging the shadow. He really like, was trying to curl up around them, and he can't quite understand that concept. Poor buddy, unless you're working with shadow people. Well, there is the shadow creatures from the shadow in this one. Well, so, I, hey, hey, good call to hey. the Armageddon factor because we do have a shadow. Before, uh, before we get, before to, we get that. to the yeah, before we get to the Armageddon factor, we did get a piece of listener mail that we might as well do now, or read now. Yeah. Um. Do you want to read it, Dan? Do you have it ready? No, I, will I can in read a it. Second. Fine, All right. but I do I better will voices. Read it. But this do it, comes pick, pick from Lance Hall. This, I'm not going to do Lance's voice. <laughs> I don't know what Lance sounds like. I could try, but then know, it's just you he... know we're alienating the one of like four people that have actually written into this. Four hundred. This show is incredibly popular. <laughs> Hundreds of people. It's a tri-weekly yeah. Sunday self-esteem booster. Um, okay. Hi, guys. I'm enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Lance. Let's just get that out of the way. I've been a Doctor Who fan since 1985 when I was a 15-year-old nerd looking for some ways to escape growing up in the Deep South. So already we know that Lance is from the southern part of the United States. Mm -hmm. Interesting perspective. You and I are Northeasterners. We sure are. Uh, So already it's like Doctor Who is now bringing our cultures together. You know what I mean? Like It's like we've... I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, we've ended sexism, racism. Uh-huh. Now we're we're dealing with uh, the wounds of the Civil War here. Yeah, this is great. Um, I it is a long letter, so I'm probably going to fall asleep as I get through this whole thing. So I've been pretty much obsessed 
I've been an obsessed fan ever since. I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing your opinions on the old classics, especially since you both seem to actually like them, which I think is true. Yes. We're, uh, we earnest, uh, we're earnest about our love of classic Doctor Who. As much as we like to make fun of it, it's, you know, that's we part of the charm. This if we didn't know. Okay. So I'm going to paraphrase a bunch here. So uh, Lance recommends that we add Keeper of Tracken to the schedule, which I have. Yeah, I mean, at now, this, I'm not familiar at this point with, uh, since, since the original conceit of the show was to follow the what was available on streaming, and now that is precisely zero. I have no problem with having some yeah, other so, stories into this. And and if you're listening to this and you look at our schedule page and there's something you're, we're not covering, do be like Lance. Take the initiative. Take the ten minutes and write us an email and say, "Hey, you're supposed to uh, do you know Doctor Who and the Piggyback Planet or whatever." I haven't seen all of the episodes. Is that a novelization? With that. I'm pretty sure that's that was actually a novel that novelization that I took on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I wrote. It's going uh, really well, guys. With a series of Polaroids. Mm-hmm. Um, completely visual Uh uh, representation of what doctor who uh was about according to the old hobo uh that found me in the woods (laughs) oh oh, so many years ago took a darker turn it really did uh, yeah we're not writing this material uh, before we talk folks this is all straight from uh, my brain Mm -hmm. um so anyway so he recommends keeper of tracking which happens after Warrior's Gate, and he, he mentioned it's part of a trilogy. So we already had uh, Legopolis mm-hmm. and Castrovalva, which is the last Tom Baker, first Peter Davison episodes. So he's recommending we have this Keeper of Tracking, because I guess they are connected. So I'm glad that you wrote in, Lance, because now we would have missed the first part of a, of a trilogy. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Then he gets into this whole thing where he does a lot of research, uh, which fascinating we both stuff. found fascinating. Really, really um, cool. So Lance is planning on doing his own podcast, so he says he's been planning and research for a podcast that he wants to do about classic who from an American historical perspective, which is, you know, that's a awesome. great idea. Hope, yeah. you, hope you go ahead with that. Um, this is, so this anyway. is the fascinating part. He was able to go to his local library and get uh, copies of the TV listings uh, contemporaneous to the airing of Doctor Who shows uh, on the PBS station, so it's hilarious yeah. to see the things that it was running opposite. He mentions here, uh, for example, in 1987, Destiny of the Daleks aired the same night as an episode of 227. Yes, which is our other podcast we're right. going to do. It also where a burglar traps the ladies at a toy store with Pee Wee Herman. That is right. one of the best That's things awesome. I've ever heard in my life. One of Paul Rubin's uh, great gosh man moments apparently was in this basement of a toy store. Oh um, man! Yeah, so we he included the, uh, I guess the, the scan of yeah. the paper, which we'll post on this. Unless I don't, Lance didn't mention not being able to do that, so I assume that's okay. So we'll post that when we post this episode. Actually, maybe we should wait. Is this the thing that he included? Is that from Destiny of the Daleks, which is our next story, or is that from the Armageddon Factor? Uh, I'm looking here. Oh no, he's right. It says this this particular. News listing is from the Armageddon Factor, so I will post that yeah. when we post the episode. He then offers to be our fact checker, which I emailed Lance, and I will say here publicly, we would love that. So if you, the after you listen to one of our episodes, if we get something wrong, or if we have a question, which we often do that Always. we haven't done the research for, Always. we will read that uh, the following episode. Yep. Um, and I think he he says one thing to us, right? There are times when you ask seemingly unanswerable questions, like "What's the deal with Sarah Jane saying she's from 1980?" and I'm yelling at the the answer. 
but he doesn't say the answer, so please write in <laughs> with the answer to that question, yes. and we will uh, do it next time. Unless you can always tweet at us as well. That would be that would be perfectly awesome. Yes, too. absolutely. You can do uh, Twitter if that's more your your game, or Facebook, or, or whatever. Yep. Uh, so thank you, so, uh, just just to, Lance. so you guys are aware. Before we jump into the Armageddon factor, it was airing opposite Remington Steel. Uh, Steel's confused <laughs> state is used to the advantage of, by his mentor and ex Flame, who are plotting a jewel heist. I need to see that episode now too. So I'm going to run that on the YouTube uh, window here beside you're this. You're going to watch that simultaneously yeah, while we're we talking this. about Armageddon Factor. Yep. Speaking of talking about Armageddon Factor, yep. are you ready to talk about Armageddon Factor? I'm ready for Armageddon. Should I push right, the button? Why don't you take us in, hit the button, right. take us into the place that we need to go. <laughs> Insightful as always. Ready? Yep. Beep. Drax is the name. Drax. Come on, Pete. Class of 92. Not here. Drax. Yeah, we was on the tech course together. A long time ago now, Fee, eh? Must be what? 450 years? Mm. And a long way from Gallifrey. Yeah. Yeah. Of course! <laughs> Drax. Yeah, I was right at practical, remember? Yeah. Temporal theory did me. Still, you did well, mine, getting your doctorate and all that. What happened to you? <laughs> I failed, didn't I? Still, not to worry. I was doing all right till this lot. I went into repair and maintenance. Do anything, anytime, anywhere. Been all over the galaxy. Buy a bit, do it up, sell it. Yeah. What sort of things? Cybernetics, guidance systems, you name it. Armaments. Yeah, and not on a regular basis, of course. Jax, I was introduced to a computer on Zeos. Called itself Mentalist. Did you by any chance have anything to do with the installation? Strictly under duress. That's why I'm here. The minute I finish the job, wham, feet never touch the ground. The shadow. I didn't know he was, did I? Just another customer, I thought. And then he puts the heavy word on, do it or die. I mean, what would you... It's the Armageddon Factor. This is the sixth story, Dan, of the 16th season. What year are we in? 1979. This is just like the end of Boogie Nights. 500th episode. 500, yeah, the first part of the four, of the six episodes, I think, was the 500th episode. Yeah. Which is insanity. I don't know what month... That is so many episodes. We're going to get to this episode. Oh, my gosh. Um... But yeah, this this is the the boogie nights period of the seventies into the eighties that is only going to end in pain and misery, which I feel like this is how this episode ends. This particular storyline ends rather. Uh, this is written. Wow, jumping ahead yeah, to the end. This is written ending. by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, a, a pair of writer pairing we've seen many times before, um, and Michael Hayes is the director. The Doctor and Romana trace the sixth and final segment of the Key to Time to the planet of Atrios. And where the uh, planet itself is in the final throes of an epic battle that's been waging between two planets, them and this other planet, Zeos. Um, once they're on the planet, the Doctor discovers that a mysterious third party has been, been manipulating this war and is also seeking the final piece for the Black Guardian. Well, that covers the Armageddon mm-hmm. factor. This is a six-parter. That was really we good. Okay, so next week. That's it. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, I liked it. Let me just get that out of the way. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's Such a mix. Parters, I have the man. same sort of mixed things where I love a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of falls apart, or there's lots of things that they they uh, build to and then never deliver on. I think, for that's example, sort of, 
for example, everything. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Astra, that. who, um, well, that's at the end, but she actually is the key. Very cool idea. Yeah. Um, fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer may recognize something there. Um, I guess I spoiled. Yeah, that no, for, no, no, but that, for, oh, <laughs> no. We didn't say. We didn't say who. It's fine. I didn't say. Yeah, Although I case. like this person much better than that person. Yeah. Well, speaking of this person, so you don't know much about Romana well, or Romana Two, right? Because no, I did. I so I know that there was Romana's going to regenerate, and I know what the actress looks like who plays Romana Two, just from way back looking. Be like, what is this Romana Two stuff? So when I saw this actress, I was like, oh, this is the episode where it happens. This is going to be yeah, so, so great. I, so I was so looking forward to it until she starts talking. It's like, oh, she's not. She's just some princess. She's well, yeah. I went like. So I'm interested to see how that actually comes about. Cause, I went yeah. three episodes in just constantly thinking, yeah. like, how, how are they doing? Like, And we've had situations where actors have played other characters. But and not then they come major back. characters. Not in the same episode, not together, where there's... Right. So it's like, are they going to get... I'm thinking, okay, Ramana's going to sacrifice herself, and somehow she's going to yeah. get transformed into... Her. Nope. That never happens no. um, at all. Uh, as we said, Estra, Princess Estra is the key, is transformed into the key, and then at the end of this is turned back into herself, but we never see what happens to her, where she is, how that resolves. Right. We never really see anything about the White Guardian who started this whole well, okay. thing. Uh, we're, are the we Black just going to jump around? Assumed, yeah, okay, we're going to go all... I, what, so at, you want to start at the beginning? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. So the Black Guardian is has, has set up this whole thing where his minion, uh, the Shadow is supposed to go find the pieces of the key to time for him, just like the yes. White Guardian sent the fourth Doctor to go find the pieces, etc. So we'll come back to that. But at the end, after the Doctor collects all the pieces, the White Guardian appears to him on the on the screen. They're talking, it actually ends up being well, the, the White Black Guardian. Guardian quotes, right. Was it the White Guardian from the outset who actually sent the Doctor on his mission, or was that the Black yes. Guardian? I, I could see a reading where... Right. It was a black guardian the entire could time. Have been. I mean, I don't cool. think it is. I, th- I don't think that's I don't think what so it is. Either. But it right. it doesn't preclude that, right? I mean, they. I guess we'll have to watch and see what happens. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't resolve that in any way. No. But I left it thinking, no, that's not it, because the whole reason he knows it's not the white guardian, it's the black guardian, is because he shows no empathy or concern at all about Prince. It's a very weird sort of quick. Let's no, just no. End I mean, I, I, I caught that when he said that. That's how he he figured it out, but. He met the White Guardian one time, once, and that he didn't right, seem particularly empathetic him. then either. He was kind of like uh, dispassionate, kind of like a Q sort of figure from Star Trek. He was just like a very like, right. yeah, this is this is the thing, and you're going to do what I say. He didn't seem to have all this empathy, and I don't necessarily, I don't see how the yeah, Doctor's it's... reasoning jumps from this guy wants to bring balance of good and evil in the universe to having total empathy for humans because. Those two don't necessarily have to coexist. You could no, and also, well, I guess the mythology behind it, and the Doctor is more aware of the Guardians than the audience. Mm-hmm. Is he supposed to represent good, and the Black Guardian supposed to represent bad? So I... therefore, by not caring about Astra, that is not good. Even though we haven't seen that through the story, mm-hmm. I feel like that's supposed to be playing into perhaps. His, but I think what was thing. more more 
Uh, but why doesn't he give the key to time back to the White Guardian anyway? If the whole point of this is him to collect the thing and yeah, that's that's definitely weird. Balance he destroys it. Does well, he, he have to go back on the same? He, yeah, right, he which is exactly maybe he resets the whole thing, but isn't the same initial. I problem mean, that's partially why I thought like, there. oh, okay, so that really wasn't the White Guardian do- setting him off on this adventure anyway. It's he just scattered the keys again. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, did don't, think I don't that, know. And if that is the case, I think that is a much better. I don't, but I don't know that the whole time it, it, it feels yeah, it better to me because I think Guardian. it puts it ha- makes the story hang together a little bit better. But I don't know that's necessarily what they intended. But again, I don't think necessarily that the the White Guardian is for good and the Black Guardians for evil. It was more set up that the White Guardians for balance and the Black Guardians for chaos. Now they may be there might be some right, overlap yeah. there, but they're not the same thing. So the White Guardian just wants things to be in balance. A lot of bad things could happen to put things in balance, but. You know, so and chaos yeah. could, you know, if it's pure chaos, a lot of good things can happen out of that too. This is a very moral relativism uh, kind of discussion. But so I don't think it's necessarily so clear as good versus evil. It's just balance versus chaos. I don't know. No, I agree. But it, it, that makes sense, except it doesn't make sense because the whole reason the doctor knows he's not. Right. Which is that's is the not problem based I have on that, with this. Is based on good versus yeah, evil. Yeah, that's the problem I have with this is like, how did he jump to that reasoning? Which can only lead us to assume that the doctor knows more than I do, which can't be right no i mean it just no. can't be right. but to go back sure. to like we were originally talking about what we thought of this yeah. episode i like so much of it and i just felt like that is just one of the things where it just sort of falls apart even like the uh, a great enemy and i thought he was a great actor great enemy was the shadow guy they do the the tro- trojan horse thing with canine and they're tiny oh, and man. then they get and, but then they just immediately he gets the how did they even get by him they skate they they um they they turn big uh-huh then they skate they flash him with like, I don't even remember but the, they immediately escape yeah. out of the room and that's the last time you see the shadow until his face, face, face is over is the superimposed over his own destruction yeah. it, it just felt weird and even the marshal is a huge part of the first part of the story and then he gets caught in that time loop and becomes you know, almost insignificant, except that it ends up destroying the planet. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just so much going on here. I mean, so let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Sure. And, and I mentioned to you, I lost my notes for the first two episodes, so my notes only started episode three. But I remember enough of it. Sure. Okay. The opening is awesome. The fact Man. that you get this like this dialogue between the this soap man opera? and the woman it's corny it's so bad yeah it's so bad the green screen was horrible back. the the dialogue yes. was terrible i was like oh man what is happening but yes that was a really great reveal it's kind of self-referential in a way to be like acknowledge kind of the the dialogue of the show or the right. the, the criticisms of it anyway but that was yeah that was great that was very cool and and, and the the whole society and then constantly being at war and the marshal I thought was good. It was great. So you have um, the marshal. Even though that whole mind control neck thing is so yeah. dumb. Well, okay. So like if you're going to put it on the back of the neck, like don't, uh, it's so obvious the location that they have it, you know, come so come on, Shadow. Okay. So a couple things. First, first of all, so the characters we have, we have the marshal who kind of runs all of the military on Atrios. Um, he is pretty Shack. much entirely in control of the of the yep. planet. His, Though the his right hand man, the titular uh, head of it is Princess Astra. Um, his right hand man is Shap. I love Shap. Who goes through an interesting transformation? He's got a great story arc, uh, man. This guy has a, a he, beginning, middle, yeah, and end. He goes from sort of a very serious guy to like uh, 
goofy, like, I don't even There's know. There's a moment. Like, it, he almost feels like, uh, uh, what's that guy, Nelson Riley? Oh, what's that? George what's that Nelson name? George, yeah, like where he's oh, slapstick, like the the things that things that he's making and the way he's like dropping guns and going like, woohoo! Like he even does like a, a voice thing at one point, right? When he gets scared and he's like, hop it up. Well, it's like, yeah. It no, no, no. Feels no like- okay, so that's, oh man. So this is this is such a gifable episode. And by the way, if you guys have, have only been listening to the audio podcast for the past three or four episodes, I can't help it, but I'm making gifts of uh, segments of the show. So go to our show page, go to the episode page, and you'll see right. them all listed there. Some of those are on social media as well. Yeah, he Charles must be Nelson Riley, by the way, I said George. Charles oh. Nelson Riley, yes. I couldn't think of his first name. I'm just anyway, so, thinking of Cannibal Run 2. That's, yeah, probably his best work. But he seems like, did you note it? It felt like, oh, who's this guy all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, he gets very sassy, yeah. and there's there's so lots there's of weird... there's this one moment yeah. when he and uh, the... The not the doctor. When the, the doctor surgeon. has his head in his crotch what? at that that There's moment. One? <laughs> There's one point where the doctor has the doctor's head is in that guy's crotch. It's <laughs> <was> like what <laughs> that happened somewhere in the third. Were you so having have it in my was notes. That a fever I mean, dream? Maybe I was watching something was else. Yeah, was, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. Um, but so Shop and, and Merrick are are heading somewhere, and uh, uh, Merrick's getting uh, he's left behind with Princess Astra and. Uh, the Shap is like calling for him and one of the mutes comes around the corner and shoots him and he shoots back at the mute and he gets knocked into the trans mat. That's the moment yes. you have to be talking about because he makes the best yeah. face and he just keeps going, Merrick, 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 Merrick. And yeah, it falls over. It's, 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 no, I don't even sap, think it's that part. I think it's when he first takes the trip into there and I think he hears like a sound or something and he gets like a high voice into the communicator. Like he's, he's like, Who? I mean, I mean, huh. and then he's calling like back home. Like it's this weird, it's just weird. This weird comic timing yeah. that for somehow he all of a sudden he becomes this comic relief in character, the second which half is great. of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and like that that scene when they get to and they realize the enemy planet is being controlled by a supercomputer. There is no enemy. It's it's all artificial. Right. And he goes to shoot it. Yes. And the defenses shoot his and hand, knock yeah. his gun out of his hand. He does the way he just draws his gun and turns to yeah. shoot is so it's, ridiculous. It it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was like I don't know that whole that thing. guy was great. And there's also so, so to go back. So we have you mentioned Marshall. Yeah. We just talked a, a, at length Chap. about Chap. There's Merrick, who's the princess's boyfriend yeah. slash medical officer slash co-conspirator to try to end yes. the war. Yeah. Right. So this whole time they're they're trying to get communications to this other planet. But they're never getting any to, any acknowledgement that the mess, that the signal was received or even that it went anywhere, that it like echoed right. back at them. So yeah, there there's some intrigue there like what's going on. And then who else we have? Then we have Mentalist, which I had said is the computer yeah. that's running the enemy. And that's Well, and then we also have Drax. The Shadow. And the Shadow and oh, Drax. Drax. We'll come back. Yes, let's let's right. save no, Drax for later. How did I? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like that that happened is like all of a sudden Phil Collins is in the episode. (laughs) It's like okay, Um, and that he was also kind of like a scrappy do. He was like scrappy do to Scooby. He is like scrappy do. Okay, all right. So, and they even like have to justify his accent and everything by having really did a whole backstory about how he lived. Let's talk about your accent because yeah, was it just that the actor wasn't able to do a non? 
Brixton accent. Like that's why they had to say that he spent time on Earth. That he got. It, I, it was a, I feel like that was all just part of the charm of the it was, whole thing. It was like they they wanted it to be his whole thing. So a couple things that we learned from yeah. him: the Doctor's name, yeah, which is uh, Theta Sigma down here. It was Theta Sigma, um, uh, and they called him the- yeah Theta Sigma uh, Theet for short. Which then they retcon later to say it's only a nickname. But the fact that it's two names seems like at this no, moment that was going to be I his name. I think from what I was reading, again, TARDIS.wiki.com, I'm pretty sure that is his actual name or or a name. No, it's I not think his it's, true name. It's not the one that in, in the reboot or the in the modern Who, new Who. It's retur- referred to as a college nickname yeah. in a later episode okay. in the new series, yeah. I think. Also, I didn't realize um, this in uh, the new series – Pandora opens. Um, River Song had leave, left a huge writing yeah, on clue, on right. the cliffside, and it actually has the symbols uh, Theta Sigma there, which I didn't know. Right. But that's awesome. Now that now we know this, and we find out that the Doctor graduated in ninety two. What ninety two? Find Who out knows? that also that he got his doctorate, which is why he's the Doctor. Yeah. Um, whereas the other guy went into like air conditioning repair, or whatever. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He said that they um, were both in the technical track at the at the school, but right. uh, he was better at that, and the Doctor was better at the at the timey wimey stuff. I forget. He says what it is, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this guy's basically he went to Apex. Tech. But it's nice because then they have this relationship, and then the Doctor corrects him, and it's like, no, you're going to call me the Doctor. Like you, you have to. And he's like, oh, okay, okay yeah. Sure. But his whole thing is weird because he's been trapped on this planet for how long? Who knows? Hundreds. Nobody knows. He could have Hundreds escaped, and then they're like, well, why didn't you escape? You have you, you have could all these have escaped, and then he, of- he figures out he's still working for the guy. Yeah. But before well, the he? doctor got there, what was he doing? So he was okay. He he originally came there cave. under and and forced to build the computer. The computer. Men, Mentos. No, that's not it. Yes, and the Mentos. The men, uh, Mentalist. Men, men, the Mentalist. The CBS the show, Mentalist. The Mentalist. He had to. <laughs> he wrote the pilot for the Mentalist. I need fourteen PAs, <laughs> and I. So he 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 was uh, constricted to do that under a penalty or a threat of death. So he builds this whole computer to wage this war that is a really roundabout way for the shadow to get this uh key, piece yeah, of the that's key. the other thing Man, like the shadows knows, the shadows plan you just kidnap the princess from like day one and skip the whole it's war so much thing. stuff okay so yeah so so i guess okay well that's the Tracks other thing of, can we just stop there for yeah. a second he There's goes so through much. the effort of uh mind controlling via uh weird neck implant you know neck growth yeah. the marshal why not just do the Estra and then control oh. her and then have well, her figure out? Well, because she wasn't very militaristic. He wanted – I don't know why he wanted the military. But why did he want that? I'm just saying right. his whole goal is the, is the key or the part of he, the key. Okay, the so war the, is shadows, like just the Shadow's whole plan was I need to get these pieces of the key to time. So I'm just going to grab one of them. Let the doctor, who he's known about this whole time, go get the other sure, ones. get all the other ones. And when he comes to me, I'll, he'll bring me all five. I'll have the sixth. And I'll put this whole thing together. Question. Why is that the sixth piece? Why isn't that the third piece? What was right. it really? What in order, order are you gonna go in? So, so I mean the only thing I can I can guess is that the uh device that they use, the divining rod that they have to find the pieces, actually looks for them in Assuming a Assuming that it has order. to be assembled to be. in an order. Because otherwise Assume that. that part that part of the plan doesn't make sense. And also the fact that the princess is the sixth 
princess of the six family of the six yes, six six six, six, six. six. she's the mark a little of the dark beast. it gets a little demon like i wasn't it was the 70s <laughs> i know man uh people are playing dungeons and dragons like the, the omen had come everywhere out. and clearly illuminati probably paid for uh this episode and all of a sudden our podcast is going to shut down <laughs> But what I was saying is, why not just, because he does it later, and that's when he's successful, is take control of Estra. That yeah. would have been easy. I, and and then he has Estra, figures out where the piece is, eventually f- figures out she's the piece, and then the doctor comes to him for her. But he didn't know that Estra was Not the at that piece. point, but he knew that she knows where it is. Like, she was always the target, wasn't she? Yeah, I guess. I get. Yeah, he had thought that because of her being right. a princess, he knew in the all family about the lineage, six. That the it was something in the, the family. The, the, yeah. So why did he make the, the war? Yeah, it, I don't know. For fun, I guess you had to keep himself occupied for a thousand years while I waited for the doctor right. to come. So, so to go back to Drax, so he sets up this yeah. computer, and then he's yeah. he's he has a TARDIS, which he says I've, my TARDIS is parked on um, Astro, uh, Atrios or the other planet, one of the planets. I think it's Zeos. I think. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah, in any case, he's got all his equipment there, and the doctor's like, "You have a, you know, what is it? Like a stabilizer or a, a flux capacitor? You've got a vaporizer. <laughs> Why are you hanging out listening to uh, your old Genesis records when you could just be, you could just get the? <laughs> he's actually listening to the Peter Gabriel ones, <laughs> right. which really just just like bringing them down. <sighs> um, but in any case, so then he he figures out. He's like, "No, you're still working for." The shadow, and you're trying to lure me onto my TARDIS, my TARDIS, and you're going to take the key and give it back to him. But the Doctor relatively just got there. So in the period of time between them creating that computer and the Doctor arriving, he was just living in yeah. a cave, waiting, hoping that the Doctor's going to show. It just was weird. I guess. Yeah. It didn't seem to make much sense. But that's, but it's that's fine. fine. It's all I mean, he was, entertaining. He was, it they got to do the shrink ray, which was super fun. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? It's the <laughs> wrong guy. Really? What? It's like you were supposed to shoot the mute, and it's like, yeah, well, now Did we're both bring... tiny. Yeah, he shoots himself in the <laughs> face. Fine too. Lots of people shooting themselves in the face. So he shoots himself in the face. Then there's the whole dumb thing with the menta- mentalist, whatever, where he somehow <laughs> messes with the wires and the thing shoots itself. And he's like, he justifies it by saying it's clearly like a scorpion stinging itself to death. Yeah, okay. Right. He knew that I was I was interacting with it, so it shot itself uh, in the face. In any case, yeah, weird. So they they had the shrink ray. Hey, one thing we really need to talk about is this was a really big canine episode. Mm-hmm. Canine had a yes. lot to do besides just being evil, in peril. And then he's good yep. again, and he's a major part of how they they get the um, Estra back. Yeah, very cool. Very um, cool I like that in the very beginning when they when they when they land on Atreus. And uh, the doctor and uh, Romana are walking through the first corridor and say, come on, canine, don't, are you still back there sulking? Um, you know, there's no water, no swamp, so it's safe. So this, it, they really made up for the fact that canine was not at all in the previous yes, episode yeah. and just right. used him to, like to crazy. In this he hates water. Th- thank goodness this entire planet has nothing but smooth floors yeah, everywhere they ready. go. doesn't matter. Three, you got to do three different locations and everything's got a smooth, smooth, a smooth floor. floor. What was up so with... Yes, yeah, so we got... Wait, go on. But here, here's the thing. So K-9, K-9 gets um, taken over by the Shadow yes. and starts calling him Master. That was pretty cool. You got to see a, a, a different side of K-9. K-9 is also just a jerk. Wait a minute. Earlier Whoa. in the episode. Yeah. This is controversial, right. folks. Get ready. 
So when before they actually see uh, <laughs> before they actually see Mentos, I'm just right. going to call it Mentos. Mentos the Mentalist. Um, K9 is communicating with it uh, computer to computer, mm-hmm. heart to yep. heart. And uh, at that point, he starts treating everyone else like pieces of crap. Because he's he's all he even makes a reference like it's it's nice to be able to talk to something other than you whatever he says meat puppets he's he's, he's charts treating everyone Does else he like say that? garbage. I, I thought maybe I misheard he it. I thought he, he said like it was nice lines. to talk to organic something instead of uh, you know I thought he was saying the opposite like it was a relief for no. him to talk to no he he was saying it was a relief for uh, him he was to getting talk a little to sassy. the machine. But you know what they, he was getting sassy, but then he kept saying like whenever they he finally said okay. Mentos, I know. Mentos Mentalist. will see you now. Mentalis. Whatever. Yeah. Sure, men- Mentalis. <laughs> we'll see you now. Um, and he just keeps telling them to be quiet while he's talking. He's, yeah. he's, go back and watch that. He I was will. a this real revenge of canine. jackhole the entire time. Um, he got his comeuppance, though. I mean, even after the fact that uh, he was going to be scrapped and sent to the recycling bin. And, you know, he's on that. Yes. <laughs> that thing goes forever. I love it. He... <laughs> The canine stuck on this conveyor yeah. belt towards the it furnace, so and they cut yeah. back to it. Four <laughs> like, times. He's on fire, and then it's like five <laughs> seconds back, and then. But and then the doctor goes and saves him, and even after that, he treats the doctor like oh, a piece too of bad. Poop. We should punish canine. I don't know. One thing that was Poor weird, um, and I think this happens later on, maybe the third, whenever the doctor finally meets the shadow for the first time, the shadow's mm-hmm. like, "Let me into your TARDIS." And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. And I figure you're going to mess up some point in the future. And then he just leaves. Like, yeah. what was that about? I don't know. And then the doctor's like, you know what? I'm not going to go in the TARDIS. I'm going to look around. It was just like a weird scene yeah. that had no, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, other it, than they it were felt very something. strange at the time. Like, they, were, they, they forgot to write that part of the script. <laughs> so they just said, Tom, just vamp. Yeah, well, just we just need it, to fill three minutes here. Just figure it out. Uh, so anyway, so then we, we, we've got a lot of back and forth stuff happening and, and people getting caught and, and mind control. People getting and mind controlled and not mind controlled. But eventually hey. they get to the point where they need to use the key to time. They don't have the six piece and they create a piece, which was kind of cool. And they create that, that was time cool. loop, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Which That's is expanding what? too. Like, but what is it? What did they make? They made a GIF. I'm sorry. They did. They, they, just, made, they the made the made first a they made a space animated GIF. GIF. And at first, when yeah. I was watching it, I thought I there was something happy. wrong with my DVD player because they just – they show like the, the, yes. the uh, Marshall keeps repeating the same thing. I'm like, fire thing breaking down on me? But no, it's part of the, the, the magic. Yeah. And the doctor comments – I think he says like, I've solved the universe uh, or something. Yeah, he does, he does that moment – where he completely goes insane yes. with power. Oh, I guess that's the it's end. the end, yeah, where he pretends that he's, have the last he's gone piece. mad with power. He does that complete, like, I mean, the look on his face, I don't know what he was doing. That was probably was going, not even part of the story. That's full, like, you know, Tom Baker was, was doing Tom. that on set because he's like, my show. You know, you're all... Yeah. yeah. I had heard <laughs> that he, he complained it. a lot during this particular episode about the script. He was not happy with the script. I can't fault him for that. Yeah, I mean, because there, there was again six parters. Six parters are a real problem with this. It's series, hard with this, the, with the classic who they. It's hard to sustain. It could have been six, a four twenty-two minute easy. whatever. Yes, it could have been four, even five. Probably wouldn't find. You can cut down some of the back and forth. But it had great idea, like the the time loop terrific. and the time a lot loop of as um, ideas. Uh, you know, a time bomb type thing was just an interesting yeah. way of doing that. So you you watching, mm-hmm. they keep cutting to the countdown going down and then repeating yep. it and. You know, second after Slowly second, it's a little bit out. bigger, a little bit bigger. 
That was really yep. cool, I thought. Yeah, I love that. I mean, there were a lot of really good ideas. There was just some. What is the. Okay, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, it's probably because sure. I'm drinking coffee, friends, uh, podcast friends. Mm-hmm. What's the point of the ET Atari 2600 style pits of psychedelia that are in the, the story? Because okay, we so mentioned it happens Merrick. a couple of times. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. Eric. Uh, he is lured by Estra into a pit, we guess, because it looks like he's falling into something yeah. of like this weird thing. But what is the whole? What is the pit? And then he eventually gets okay. pulled out of it. But it's no yeah. other than we got to put him somewhere <laughs> and put him in these pits. And it reminds me of ET. If you play the ET Atari Twenty Six Hundred game, where you just fall down. The in best pits game ever made. For, I think I actually did. A friend of mine had that when I was growing up. It's I had it. I played. I, one I'm like one of the only ever. people that like that game. I loved that yeah. as a kid. Mm. I don't know, Mike. You probably um. never assembled <laughs> the uh, phone or called home, and when the, you're in the woods and the, I did the not. chip comes down, you're and right. you get taken off, and you feel like a winner. Mm. But anyway, go go so, uh, go on. Well, okay. So this is all taking place. That whole pit thing and Astra kind of luring Merrick. Yes. That's all taking place on the Shadows ship. That's not on... I believe it's in the Shadows ship. Yes, right. Okay. Because Tom so Baker there. also gets thrown into that thing at one he point. He gets thrown into that after, after they were playing head games with him where they, he saw like five different yeah, Romanas. Yeah, there's a lot of but, psychedelia like weird yeah. stuff going on too. But then the doctor, episode. he figures out what's going on. He sees like the little red light and starts talking to it like it's the camera to the Shadows watching him. And he, he says something to the effect of, you know, this mind control thing it's it's really crude technologically and these these arcade thrills that you're doing whatever yeah. he says he basically is like yeah this this stuff is stuff we would have done as kids as time lords right. like they've said that stuff and kind of knew who sort of yep this stuff doesn't really bother me but so if merrick actually fell down a pit mm-hmm. like that because that segment goes on for a couple yeah. seconds it looks like he's falling you know hundreds of thousands of feet he would have died you think he would have died, but again, so is that I don't like a psychological falling? Exactly. You know? I don't think any of that was real. I think it was all illusion. There was lots of so. weird things like that where you thought characters died, like um, the guy we were talking about, the the uh, Shap. Doesn't he yep. get shot at one point in the elevator? And I'm like, wow, he's he, dead. He, and he, he gets shot into the into But then the he appears yeah. later on he's as he's okay. He's fine. So yeah. I thought he had been dead, and then all of a sudden he was back on. No. You can't keep a good Shap <laughs> down. Can't. Um, so what else? So, so that all happened. We, um, we talked about the manufacturing the six piece. Then they eventually figure out that. Oh, they had yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Estra is Which, the key. I'm sorry. Just that six piece was he. Tom Baker just cut it out of styrofoam and spray painted it. I mean, it was that was really pretty awful. That was, six piece. But, you know, what are you going to do? It, no, I mean compared to the rest of it, which. Which is really horrible. Is that really where you're going to plant your flag on when this thing is not real and realistic That's the part that I had a problem with. Everything else was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so but one of the, the best things. So in the very beginning, jumping all the way back to the beginning, uh, the war is going on. A time machine, Ryan. Yep, you're right. Um, so we're introduced to the marshal and giving the backstory of what's happening and pretty quickly we realize something's going on with the marshal <laughs> why because he keeps that looking actors, into that mirror yes with the- that actors just everything he does just made me so happy because it was so arch so over the top uh so telegraphed it was fantastic there is a small problem i have with this this is just dumb and it's just me but he he keeps touching his neck he goes to look in the mirror to talk yes. to the thing he keeps touching his neck well you would too if you had a giant uh skin tag one. or space skin tag there wasn't one in the first episode there is no device oh there God, you just blew this wide open i know i know guys 
chill out. So this are you saying it, they screwed up or that he wasn't yes. controlled at that point? No, I think they screwed up. They, something something got screwed up. Either they decided later to add the thing or, or it just wasn't shot properly because right. you can't see it. But he, he goes to his neck and there is nothing he there. He kind of reminded me of Peter Graves uh, from yes. Airplane, the pilot. <laughs> it was absolutely Peter <laughs> yeah. Graves the whole so time. I kept like, which made sort it of better. having him in my head. But speaking of that neck thing, right? So... You yep. mentioned the doctor laughs at this technology because they put it on yep. him. He goes, oh, this, and he takes it off. And it takes it right He's off. He's aware yeah. of it. We yep. all agree on that. Yes. He notices that Estra has it later on, Yeah, but he never he takes it off. Like, he just no, is he, like, let her do whatever. I yes. Mean, he wants to let the shadow continue out his – let his plan play out because he's just going to foil it later. I, but he, why, at that point, it felt I like the, he didn't have enough information to have the plan. I, I would think that he would have – I She's think a it was human. Let's keep going and find out what. But I, don't know. Uh, I think he was. She was never in danger because she's with the doctor. He's gonna. Be, he's gonna I save guess. her. Obvi. Um, so why was why was uh, the marshal talking to a skull? I don't know, but that was my favorite too because it, it was, was so like there was. It was just a skull. There was nothing it was extra. It was like a skull you would have on a. Uh, like a Halloween type ride or a haunted haunted mansion ride, just like nailed to a, a podium <laughs> behind, yeah. a, behind a mirror. Behind a one way mirror. It was very weird. It was very weird. Very strange. At first, I but, thought that, that was the, was the end. Like I was like, oh, it's I thought so too. Weird, but no. But then it was the same like skull shape that the shadow kind had of, as, yeah. as his mask. I mean, I loved the cool shadows uh, costume design and and, and uh, you did not like it. See, I thought it was no, cool. I did. Kind of I did. Was mangled. The, the, and, the the mask part was really awesome. The part that just bugged me a little bit was that he basically had pantyhose over his he face may have. on the bottom yeah, he half. May have. But that's just, you know it's what it is. When you're the shadow, you got nothing else going on. He's surrounded by mutes. A thousand years. He's got Phil, got he's got Phil Collins stuck in the, the crawl space. What else is he gonna do? But put panty, pantyhose on his face. Pantyhose. On his. <laughs> I'm just wondering where did he get the pantyhose? That's just my that's question. A good question. Uh, anybody so that all There's only happened. one woman on this entire uh, three planets, so it's like you know you're gonna throw, yeah. throw pantyhose on, and that that's cool again, too. Interesting again, too with uh, you know what? Sorry, that just coming back to that again. That happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. How do they have so much? Did they just not think about it? Obviously, they just didn't think about it. There's so many episodes where like there is one woman. She's the damsel in distress or whatever. She's you know functionary of the plot. But there are no other females anywhere. This is several episodes. Yeah, it's a it's a pattern. I don't understand. Um, but it's the seventies, yeah, man. Speaking of that, um, no, not speaking of that. And speaking of Estra, okay, don't speak like, about it. it's also interesting. Sort of this, there's like a monarchy that is not in power, but is sort of like a the face of the planet. But she has no, she can't stop the war. It's all in the Marshall's hand. But it was tried. Doesn't it all sound like uh, a country where this was produced? Does it? Oh, a figurehead yeah, monarchy perhaps, at all? Perhaps yeah. you are yeah. done your homework. You have. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I know. But anyway, like she's. History. They they make a point of saying she's the last of like. Did they all get killed in the war, and she's the only one left, or like what assume. happened with that whole? And I'm just curious about that whole mythology because she, you know, she's the sixth descendant of the whatever, sixth house yeah. and whatever, like. What happened well, six before she, her? Did did something else happen with the key of time? And the, does it always go through a cycle or something? That's just interesting. Yeah, I mean, the other question then is why is she the princess? Right. Why is she not the queen? Exactly. There's Nobody no. Knows. I mean, if everybody else is dead, she would. I would think. I would think so. I have a strange. And who anyway. created her? The White Guardian. 
some Trade, oh. other the Time Lords? Like that's a good question. I mean, it was similar to in the previous story that was it the previous one uh, where the this squid basically kind of had it and got mutated by it over time. Yes, that was became, um, Power of Crawl, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. So it was Crawl became became the big monster because of the influence of the key. Maybe she was just you know, a normal humanoid, and the key kind of. I don't know. Maybe, but then it was like they her. had a whole because that's what that's how the history. doctor got it out of the crawl. Like crawl disappeared; it was gone right. and, and got the key out of it. Now, did you oh, know she was the key pretty it. early? As soon as they did the thing with the bracelet, oh, she was the key immediately. I was like, okay, the key. there you go. Yeah, there was no doubt about that. That was a cool concept, though. I like that they they had that in there. Yeah, because they and they even hint at it. They they strongly hint, like um, not that the characters necessarily understood, but that it was a wink to the audience. He says. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember exactly. But he makes reference to her because he has to find the key because she might have it. Like, right. he, he kind of, the way that he says it makes it clear to the audience, like, oh, she's the key, but the doctor hasn't quite figured it out yet, which is kind of cool. And then they have a, they have a whole scene where the, her boyfriend is like, I've got her medical files, HIPAA violation, because she's about to share them with this other creep. This is before Clinton, it's, so no, yeah. it was no, the HIPAA laws were not as so, strong as um, now. He figures out that she every uh, he says something like every molecule in her body, uh, what does he say has been um, altered or something? Because that was the other thing. It was like, okay, well, when did she become the key? Was she born with yeah. it? Because then her molecules would be consistent throughout her whole life. What was right. he looking for? Like, how did he figure out what? Well, initially he was. Didn't he like have all her files because he wanted to reconstruct like her thought process? He probably wanted on to uh, make himself a, a replica. <laughs> yeah, he was gonna go to Terra and make an android. It was very yeah. Well, there you go. It was like a cross, a creep crossover that you could have. <laughs> Creepy crossover. Doctor Who pervert tour. It's my it's my slash fiction. Uh, you got the fort online. Chapter two. Um, so anyway, uh, where were we going with that? I don't remember. I, I think don't we're know. done. Oh, so done? so where did she? No. <laughs> So where did she? When did she actually become the key? Right. Yeah. So was was she like you were saying normal, and then she's turned into it? But doesn't make sense because they have enough to know that six generations and all. Like where did that whole whatever doesn't matter? Yeah. Six 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 though. Serious people like to look into it. (laughs) It's the devil inside. That's why I've given up watching Doctor Who. It's in excess made flesh. yeah, well, I'm not going to end this episode with Devil Inside, though. I'm just not going to not going to do that at this point. <laughs> that will not happen. So, is there anything else in the episode then? Because there's, there's no a whole because lot I want to talk about. I want to have some time to talk about Mary Tam because we're not going to see her again, or this is her last show. And I want to talk about some of the things I've read about why and all that. She, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me. So, when does she? When does she? Transition. All right, so this when is what regenerates. Yeah, this is. I don't even know if she actually regenerates. I don't even know how this happens. Does she regenerate? As I don't know specifically, but I know, I know and enough to have enough to to think that this is the last time we see Mary Tam. Uh, no, I know that definitely. You're right. Yes. Whereas the next episode, we're probably not going to see Mary Tam regenerate into someone else, because yeah. I did see in the documentary that came with the the DVD that she was upset. That she was not asked to do a regeneration scene or to have her back. So to back it up a little bit, from according to her and sort of what she's said or that I've read that she said is from the beginning she said she only wanted to do it a year. And she didn't really yeah. want to do it. And they said, no, this is a new type of companion. You're going to be more equals with Tom Baker. 
you're going to be a Time Lord. It's not going to be the damsel in distress stuff. You're going to be this great character. It's going to be more like and, a co-starring and I think that they thing. delivered. Yeah, I think they delivered on that at least through the their interplay that she that they have different strengths and they complement yeah. each other. But they were both. They definitely so play that up. But as you pointed out, because we've talked about this, I think last time. Mm-hmm. Is you felt she was always still being the damsel in distress, and that they were still doing that. Always happened. And that yeah. was driving her crazy, and she felt like it's not a different thing. It's not what I was it promised, and she so they wanted delivered out. on the character. Yeah, they delivered on the character side of it, but not on the plot side of it. In my view, like the character itself was very strong, very independent, was able to hold her own with the doctor and help him. But then the plots always ended up right. her being because it was, in there, so it was, it was like a they formula only that worked, it. and they stuck yes. with it. Yes. So. Again, from what I've read, you know, when they were making this episode or this story, she decided to quit and she didn't want to come back. And they said, you know, don't leave. And she was like, you know, whatever. Who knows what's really going on behind the scenes? Yeah. Then it's rumored that she was pregnant. She left. She was pregnant. That's gone around. And you can find that if you Google it. People have said that even like I feel like a Nerdist article or something was even still talking about that to this day. She has said that that's a false rumor. That was started by uh, John Nathan Turner, who was a producer on the show, which is weird that that kind oh, of stuff is really going on. So maybe it's a contract thing, too, that they were negotiating her coming back. Who knows what the real reason was? It's just a shame because I love uh, I love her. I, I've fallen in love with Romana. I, yeah. <laughs> from the first moment. From, va, va, from day one and the uh, her outfits that we've talked about. The first this, shot. Like, and it gets that more and shot. more like Stevie Nicks wear as the uh, uh-huh. episode goes in this last one. <laughs> but I like her. I just think she's a great actress. I think she's funny. Like I, Yeah. It was great. It, it stinks her. that we're not going to get to see her you know, regenerate or, or just have more of a goodbye than this. Like, if this is just it, it feels weird and and a shame. Well, I mean, apparently it is. So I'm, I'm looking this up. So the next story is uh, Destiny of the Daleks, yeah. and that's when Romana 2 appears. Um, and it doesn't seem like we actually do see the regeneration. She just has regenerated right. as... And I'm worried that, you form. know, and neither Dan uh, nor I have seen it, so we don't know. So if you've seen uh, Destiny of the Daleks, you're probably laughing that we're a bunch of dummies. But I'm imagining yes. it's going to be a one-off line. Oh, it's weird that you took the form of Princess Astra, and that's it. And she'll be like, yeah, it's fun. Let's go do whatever yeah. the adventure is. Like, I feel like it's just going to be some dialogue that's going to explain it, and that's it. So anyway, it's it's a shame that uh, that's how we're going to say goodbye to her. Because again, as far as companions go, I mean, I, I thought she was great. She was definitely in my top with Sarah Jane and, and everyone else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see like how that was handled. From what I'm reading again, until I see it, I don't really know. But it feels like that there really was some sort of... they Maybe they did actually try to explain what happened to her there, but... Um, and it, we'll, it, we'll, well, hey, we'll see in three Now, years. unfortunately, Mary Tam is no longer with us. She, she, she passed away of cancer, which I don't know if you knew about her husband. This is just an, a really kind of weird and also, I guess, could be touching in one way story is. Mm-hmm. OK, so she dies um, tragically at her funeral. Her husband does the eulogy, mm-hmm. gets home. He dies, has a heart attack. What? Yeah, like I had I had been looking something up and I came across this article. Um, but yeah, I guess two hours or so after he gives her eulogy, he dies. 
This is some so yeah, yeah, that black ops. love and they have to be together and he's heartbroken literally and then it's just a it's like a weird thing. Yeah. yeah, like I can actually I can post a link to the to the article oh, about that's, that. That's I, really I that was just wow. really wild. Wow. So there you have it. On so that thanks note, for that downer. <laughs> yes, sorry. Well, I mean, it's a downer, but it's also, you know, maybe they were meant to be together. Maybe. Yeah, you maybe. can look at it that way. Sure. Um, yeah, and I think she's gone on to to be in maybe some big Finnish stuff. Like, I know she's not in the show proper. Oh, you but mean Mary Tam I, I bet, Yeah, I bet she's returned. I think she's been in a big Finnish or something. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, they, uh, where, yeah she did, she did audio... Again. Uh, stories from 2005 to 2011. That's interesting. Wow. All right, so so we're so done. When they came back to New Who, she started doing the audio stuff. That's pretty great. That's cool. Yeah, I think she died um, 2013 or something. 12. Or 12. Okay, yeah. so not that long ago. No. Um, six, in any case, now that we're done with uh, Key to Time overall, what do, you, what do you think of this whole... I liked the six, individual stories... But like we said throughout this entire thing, um, except for the the moments at the beginning and or end of each story, there was no reference to an overall thread that yeah. connected all this. And I think that was a real missed opportunity. Um, but that's really just for me. I really, like we talked about with this show, with New Who, with other stuff that we talked about, like X-Files, whatever, I really like the mythology of these right. types of long-running serials. So these kind of one-offs don't – while I do like them and can appreciate them, I'm more in it for those uh, those connective threads and the backstory. And with something like Doctor Who, where at this point we're at the 500th episode, in addition to all the radio stuff and everything that's canon, there's just so much there. All these connections get formed. I love learning more about that through the narrative. Um, so you kind of missed a lot of opportunities to really – give us more of that the stuff we got was great and i really did enjoy it and the individual stories for the most part were really well done and executed um just like always i think that the strongest part of who in this era is the the acting uh they choose not just of the main uh the companion of the doctor uh and the regulars but all of the supporting cast ends up being just phenomenal. Yeah, everybody's usually pretty So that's pretty always great. Solid. So even and then you know the whole thing about Doctor Who and the cheesy um uh, special effects or whatever I I think that they're perfectly charming and in this series in particular I think they were actually done very well. There was a lot of really cheesy yes yeah, but we, very cool stuff. Like yeah, we had I loved some really Kroll. good exteriors stuff, stuff going like on yeah. with the, with Kroll. I thought this this one was great. Talk, this one has some yeah, amazing talking to your mythology point too about this was the most invested in the key to yes. time of all of them. Yep. So at least we got to see it being used. We got a sense yes. of its power, and the whole thing was revolving around the Black Guardian and the key to time. Absolutely. Although I say the Black Guardian, he really only appears at the end. It was really the shadow, but you know, an agent the shadow, of the of it works. The Black Guardian, yeah. And I think the production. Uh, design in this episode was was quite good. Um, the military side of it, they do show some ships, uh, some spaceships that were really pretty awesome um, in their design, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah, I thought I agree. So you get that. a lot of. I mean, it's the seventies era, so you get a lot of. I'm guessing, you know, Star Wars influence, uh, Battlestar Galactica, um, that sort of reference in the production design of the exteriors and the ships and stuff, which I think works really well in this. All right, now looking back, you've got we've got ribosapor or 
It's not ribose, right? It's ribose. I think it was ribose, ribose. operation. Mm-hmm. Pirate planet, stones of blood. <laughs> Pirate planet. I'm sorry. Planet. Pirate planet will always make me smile. <laughs> Power of crawl. Armageddon. Well, I was going to say, of those six, is there one that sort of you would put as your favorite? Oh, as this, this as, run as the best overall story, I would say. Yeah, of just these six. Of these six, yeah, I would say it is this one. Um, oh yeah, I think so. Um, even though it's a six-parter, it, if this was condensed down into a four-part episode, this would be by far the best one. Um, but yeah, I think it's my favorite, also because it's the one I just watched. So okay. it's the one that I yeah, I, I, I think I still sort of lean towards um, Stones of Blood was probably my favorite when I think back at what happened in the episode, and I really liked yeah. Rebo's Operation a lot. That was that first yeah. Robert Holmes one, and it started with that weird white guardian thing and it introduced all well i mean elements. i consider that separate like that that segment of the white guardian actually kicking right. off the adventure is but even that episode apart. like you had the uh those two got those like that tag team of those two dudes yeah. that were robbing the place and it, it had a lot of cool it was good i mean but no imagery it reminded me of like lion the witch in the wardrobe and yeah it had like a fairy tale aspect. but it had that but they were all had that sort planet, of historical, like you said, was great yeah it had that sort of historical thing which i don't really like as much as the uh the sci-fi kind of bent on these those episodes right. anyway but yeah i think overall this, I is, love, this I is, mean, is great i i'm yeah. glad that they did a overarching season-long thread but uh i just wish they'd kind of filtered it into just each of the episodes a little bit a little more. bit yeah yeah overall i love i thought this was a great um great series series and i had heard sort of a lot of negative things about this armageddon factor and that we talked about last week i'd heard negative things about power of Kroll, but for me i think they they both did what they needed to do, even if there was a couple of little things. For me, this was um, way back. This was years ago, I think, whenever a new Who just kind of started up again. I was like, well, you know what? Now I really like this. Maybe I should go back and try to watch some classic Who. Um, it wasn't on any of the streaming sites yet. There were barely any of the streaming sites that really had um, the quality that they have now. So I was looking at this list, and this was the this storyline of uh, Key to Time was one that was recommended to kind of as an introduction, which, looking in retrospect, would probably be a really terrible way to get introduced to the show but um so i've known of this story arc for a really long time and been looking forward to kind of seeing how it all played out so this was this was really cool so from the very outset of my understanding of classic who i had some inkling of this guardian thing i had known about that yeah. it, it appears in other later episodes of uh the bakery or so i was like oh this could be interesting but it really would have been a horrible horrible way to get introduced uh, to classic Doctor Who, I think the best way to get introduced to classic Doctor Who is by listening to to the old. The old Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh jerk. man! Uh, anyway, yes, this was great. This is great. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish you know I had been getting them from Netflix. I kind of wish I owned the set. You do at this point now. Right? I You've do been buying well, them on except, iTunes, except for the one. There was one story that wasn't available on iTunes at the time. Uh, but other than that, yes, I have them all, which is great. So I will loan them out. Like right, well, let us know what you thought of the key to time yeah. by writing us at the old Doctor Who Show at gmail dot com. Yep. Or on Twitter at egrissom. Or uh, you can tweet me at danjnj. If you do like the show and uh, you want other people to get Leave interested in it as well, what was that? Lever. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good. Uh, I'm going to be overt about it. Go to iTunes and uh, leave a review. Um, that would be a great. Star review a star review is great. Uh, if you write a little bit about why you like the show, um, that's that's weighed uh, more from the iTunes thing. So 
uh, it'll help people find us if they start searching for Doctor Who in the iTunes store. Um, yeah, and then next uh, three weeks from you hearing this, yep. if you listen to it on launch day, because who doesn't? Who I wouldn't? mean, you get your folding chair and you wait for your clock to hit midnight. You and sit then outside you the Sam Goody and you wait for our show to come out. Destiny of the Daleks. Yep. That is uh, next, and that's gonna we're gonna have a new Romana apparently. Yep. So, uh, but the same old Doctor. What do we have? Uh, Fourteen more years of Tom Baker. I can't remember <laughs> a time before Tom it's Baker. Near the end. Like we've hit the eighties. Uh, so I believe there's only one or two seasons yeah, left. I know when we, or, when we for move For us. That's right, yeah, for we, us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight <laughs> Until Legopolis and Castellan. Uh, or Castel- eight storylines. I know once yeah. we get into some of the later Doctors, I'm going to look back on Tom Baker wistfully. I'm, I'm just going to predict that now. But holy crap, this is a lot of Tom Baker. It's a lot of Tom Baker. He's great. Don't get me wrong. He's, lovely, lovely gentleman. He's still my favorite. I do not. I, I, I do I just, not. I just want to see a like, variation is all. Yeah. I don't like when I'm doing these the research and stuff for each episode, hearing there's I've been there's some negative stuff about Tom Baker as a person on set and just here's, being Here's a question for our, is, our potential fact checker. Um, so how big was Tom? Fact checker assignment. Fact checker assignment. Is that our intro for that? I like it. Uh, how big was Tom Baker this time? I mean, Doctor Who was the biggest show. How much did he weigh in uh, in England? <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore you. So, how big was he? That's what. That's what. The- how big is he? I mean, I I can't think that it wasn't. It was just entirely uh, Tom Baker's. If if these rumors about how difficult he was on set, et cetera, are actually true, or to what extent <laughs> right. they were and, true, and, is it a function? And to address that too, to to clarify, yeah. like even the stuff I read about Mary Tam. They got along. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a negative thing. It was just that he was aware this was his show. Yes. So, so I guess and that's if my point. He didn't point. like something. He would let you know that he didn't to like. To what it. extent and, was it because this right. was for better his or for show. worse? Yeah. yeah. But hey, it was. It was a Tom Baker show. It was fine with me. So yeah. So Destiny of the Daleks is next. Um, this is a Terry Nation story. So it's another Dalek Terry Nation yep. story. So um. Hopeful that it will be a, a good one. I have not seen this uh, one, although I did see the one that's going to follow that City of Death, which I love. Well, don't jump ahead of yourself. We ain't got a time machine. And I believe that Douglas Adams at this point is script He's a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is I fantastic. Mean, right. So there you go. So the, this is an interesting era that we're moving into uh with season number what season is this now we're going into season 17 sheesh you imagine something going that many seasons and just the fact that we're still talking about it still goes pretty pretty impressive all right folks uh all right we gave you all the information um, you need to get in touch with us please feel free to do so uh otherwise we will see you in a few weeks at the movies (laughs) wait is that our sign off what that's our new slogan because we all gotta go to the movies (laughs) We all got to go see Blended, which is going to be Blended. Well, who makes that what reference? Is... There's a no. There's nobody on the other end that even knows what I'm talking about. I could have said Pixels. Could have. Might as well be Blended. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Well, I don't know what happened at the end there, but no races. All right. See, are you stopping it? No. I'm going to let go for a second. Oh, God. Help us. Get no supper tonight. A lot of people.
people won't get no justice tonight. And the battle is getting hard. People won't get no justice tonight. Remember. 